Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I'm your Black Friday host, Patrick Lyons, and joining me on this shopping holiday, mm-hmm. at least, Kenneth Weber. Uh, you look good. I don't think you packed on too many pounds on no, Thanksgiving. No, I'm on the Black Friday discount right now. Oh. So here, here for more fun, though. Kirkland. Kirkland Brands? Is that where you're shopping? <laughs> yeah. Call back to Tuesday's show. Uh, if you know, Kirkland you know. Turkey. You know. <laughs> That's it. We'll talk a little bit about some Canadians in uh, Colorado Rockies. 2024 National League Rookie of the Year. Is there a candidate on the Rockies right now? Some offseason predictions, international starting pitching free agents, and so much more. But Cal Quantrill, I haven't had a chance to talk with you. Mm-hmm. That's a good signing. Uh, not a good signing. That's a good trade, yeah. good acquisition for the Rockies, and uh, he's probably going to start game two of the season, right? Because uh, you, you want to split up the lefties mm-hmm. in as of right now with, with what the starting rotation is. You want to split up Freeland and Gomber. Yep. And game eight is the home opener. So that's your game three starter. That's Austin Gomber. Hey, yeah. we know who this guy is. So Cal Quantrill, welcome to the Rockies. You're starting game two. Yeah, I, seeing him get the home start would be a little much of a stretch. So yeah. plugging him in, splitting the lefties like you're mentioning, um, you know, it makes a lot of sense. It's a good buy low. On Tuesday, we talked about Alec Manoa, and we talked about, you know, being able to to get somebody who had some past success and see if you can rebuild him a little bit. Quantrill is a lot of that, you know, same characteristics. He maybe doesn't have quite the stuff as somebody like Manoa, but... It's somebody with a track record that hopefully can be dependable uh, for the Rockies, and you know they certainly need those types of guys. They they really do. Yeah, that's a good good acquisition all around again for for an inning eater. He is uh, the first Canadian. I actually talked about this with uh, Skyler over on the Affected by Altitude podcast oh, yeah. by Purple Row. That uh, he is the first Canadian since 2015. Two of them. Wow. John Axford and. Of course, Justin, Justin Morneau. Morneau. Oh, yeah. 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 1995, uh, Larry Walker was the first. He was, actually was the mm-hmm. first Canadian uh, on the team, which uh, I, I think is is really neat. And so I thought I'd, I'd give you a couple trivia questions here. Okay. Players, where where are they from? Where Rockies have, have you know, been born? Mm-hmm. How, do you know if the Rockies have ever had an Australian player? Uh, I believe they have. Yes. One, Mark mm-hmm. Hutton. Okay. Yes, just just the one there, and thanks to... Never uh, got on the Grant Balfour train, unfortunately. No, no, he was out there for a little bit. Yeah, uh, our, our good buddy Kyle Cooper, who's a photographer for the Rockies, mm-hmm. actually, we had something, one of the off-seasons that I put out on the main account about Mark Hutton, and I couldn't find any photographs of him. I think there might have been like a Google image of him uh, on a baseball card. Yeah. And because Kyle's got the archives, he put he out there. So there's literally like one photo of Mark Hutton that's I think on Google now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and if you look at our media and DMVR Rocky, so mm-hmm. thanks to us, thanks to me, and thanks to Kyle Cooper. Always that exists Patrick. out there. So the Rockies could double down on that this offseason, you know. Oh, Liam Hendricks, Liam Hendricks is Hendricks? out there. Yeah. Susie would like that. They're buddies. They've caught up. I think everybody should like that. Liam oh, Hendricks yeah. is amazing. And obviously always hoping for the best health with him. But that would be a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'd I think we'd be uh, down for something like that. All right, how about Brazil? Rockies have ever had a Brazilian player? You know, I don't think so. You would also be correct. All right, this isn't any fun. I can't uh, <laughs> dunk on you. Yeah, Jan Gomes is the only one. There's only been five in history. In my head, I want to say it feels like there's more because mm-hmm. Jan Gomes has been so recent. And you're like, okay, he's from Brazil. He's from Brazil. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot. Uh, Gabriel Barbosa was just with uh, Team Brazil mm-hmm. in the uh, Pan Am game, so um, you know maybe he'll be the sixth. How about Cuba? Got to be Cuba. Yeah. What number would you put it at? How many Cubans? I would put Cuba at, let's do 11. 
Okay. Seven. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. None for more than a year. Levon, Yonder Alonso, mm. Jose Contreras, uh, and then most recently, Jose Iglesias. How about Germany? So this one's an easy one for me. Re- uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm a, I'm a fanboy of Jeff Baker. Oh, uh, he's you're a Baker old, boy? Oh, I'm a big Baker boy. Okay. Uh, yeah, I go I go way back with Jeff Baker with me and my buddies. So that, <laughs> that's an easy one. I love Jeff Baker. Impressive. Nice. How about Bahamas? It's hard to think Bahamas ever cracked it. I mean, Jez Chisholm is, is active, right? Yeah. You're going to go zero? I'm going to go zero. You would also be correct. All Lucius right. Fox still kind of kicking around former, former Giants prospect. Remember him? Only Pretty nine prospect. ever. Yeah. Only nine ever. All right. How about um, Guam? No. You sure? I'm, I'm not I mean, sure. There's a reason I'm, I'm asking, I'm, right? I'm going, so, I'm going zero. You would be correct. Only two ever. Sean Reed Foley. Mm-hmm. I think right now he's penciled into the Mets bullpen and yep. some other guy. How about Singapore? Uh, I'll say yes. You would be right. Robin Jennings, well, 2001. Okay. There was we one. are on a roll. Yes. That's not bad. How about South Africa? Uh, I'm going to say no. Correct. All right. Gifting Gope uh, was the first. He's the only one that I can remember yes. uh, with, with the Pirates, uh, but there have, have been two. Wasn't he the first ever? He was the first, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then how about Columbia? Uh, I'm going to get weird. I'm going to say no. You almost ran the ah. table. You forgot Rocky's legend... <laughs> Jorge Alfaro. Oh, my bad. I, I missed five games. Is it five? History of the Rocks, if that. Yeah, it feels ten. Like. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it was a week and a half. It was like the best ten days yeah. he's ever had. I did talk to him once. He was catching mm-hmm. again. I was like, "What did you see behind the plate on that that play?" And uh, he did his best. Did the Rockies ever have a Jamaican player? No, definitely not. So did the no? Rockies... I know. I know for a fact. No. Okay. Did they ever have one in their organization? Oh, I mean, sure. Uh, yes. Actually, well, Justin Masterson. Okay. Jamaican born. Really? Really. That was... Uh... From Kingston, Jamaica. Wow. All right. That's a good one. That's an interesting one. They gotta ha- The Rockies have to have a, a busier offseason this year than last, right? Because last offseason yeah. was really <clears throat> quiet. Other than the Nolan Jones trade, which at the time wasn't noisy. It was just... No. All right, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. This, this could be, you know, really good. This could be... Really positive, um, and, I, and I think it, it couldn't hurt for the Rockies to go out and and to be aggressive in that way. Uh, but incidentally, if you have been physically hurt or injured at work, uh, rideshare, pedestrian, uh, whatever it may be, could you could even uh, be talking about you know in a truck accident, motorcycle, whatever. Call Backus and Shanker two 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 ColoradoLaw.net. But you want to give them a call because you're going to talk with one of their more than a hundred staff members. They've got thirty lawyers there. Uh, on duty at all times, and they work for you for free. They'll consult with you for free to see if you really have a case. They'll actually work on that case absolutely for free, and they've won their clients over $1 billion. Look, they've been doing it in uh, with their neighborhood offices. We're talking Denver, Aurora, Fort Collins, Inglewood. Make sure you give them a call. Find out if you've got a case, 222-2222, for free, because Bacchus and Shanker, we know they win and Circa Resorts and Casino, man, that's the spot in Las Vegas. We just gave away a bunch of uh, trips, a bunch of, bunch of rooms over there in Las Vegas, a spot that's got 15,000 square feet of wet space. I, I love that term, wet space. I don't know about you. <laughs> Kayla, are you a big fan of the wet space? I know you're a big tincture guy. Are you also a big wet space guy? Uh, I don't think so. I don't really know what that means. So. Why are you a wet space guy? Uh, maybe because I don't like the word wet. How about moist? The more you know. I hate that word too, yeah. (laughs) Moisture favoring space. Uh, Well, they got six pools, two spas. 
That's what all their wet space is about. They got those big, gigantic six, uh, 78 million pixel screen that take 10 people to operate. You got to make sure you check that out, especially if you're heading out for the Broncos Raiders game, whether it's Pac-12 or Mountain West alumni. Use that code DNVR for 20% off your stay. And make sure you're also checking out Circa Sports Colorado. You download the app at circasports.com. Circa Sports bets can only be made while physically located in the state of Colorado. Must be 21 or older. All rights reserved. Circa Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER or visit problemgamblingcolorado.com. Org. Yeah, Jose Urania was re-signed last offseason in that that busy month of uh, of November. They mm-hmm. claimed Brent Suter off waivers during the winter meetings. Plenty of talk about acquiring a left-handed bat. Didn't happen. Uh, they did trade Chad Smith for Jeff Criswell, which does mean the Troy Tulowitzki trade tree does still it's exist. Still Chad alive. Smith, connective tissue with uh, with Jesus Tinoco there. Yep. They drafted Kevin Kelly in the Rule 5 draft, who had a great year, 67 innings pitched. Yep. Uh, just under one uh, wins above replacement, according to Baseball Reference. But as you said, great yes, pick. Traded him to the yeah, great pick by the Rays <laughs> to say, hey, Rockies, pick this guy. We'll yeah. just give you some cash. Pierce Johnson was signed, and uh, Connor Joe was traded in December, January. Nick Mears selected off waivers. Connor Siebold traded uh, from Boston, mm-hmm. so that you know the Yankees couldn't pick him up, and then immediately go and torment those Red Sox. Carl Castro signed a minor league deal. February, literally nothing. Literally, literally nothing. No transactions there. And then in March. Uh, you know, Nojo had the rough spring training. Mm-hmm. B-Rod got hurt. They're worried about you living up to those uh, near 500-level winning you know, expectations yeah. uh, that Dick Monfort set out there. And they signed Moustakis, Brad Hand, Jerks, and Profar. Yeah. And they had $10 million to the payroll. It's got to be busier and better than that. Well, so you look at those March moves, and that's them scrambling at the last second. You know, Rodgers Rogers goes down. Uh, Gilbreth needs Tommy John, and Sean Bouchard's bicep just explodes out of his body or whatever. Yeah, that too. Um, so, and he was going to be the guy that, that he you was. know, uh, Bill Schmidt did say, no, we were fully expecting him to be one of our mm-hmm. corner outfielders. And, you know, hopefully he gets that opportunity again uh, this season. Yeah, and so it, th- th- that's not to say that Sean, or anything negative about Sean Bouchard sure. or his ability. And honestly, the Connor Joe trade doesn't happen if you don't have Bouchard in the mix. Right. Uh, but that just goes to show... You didn't do enough up to that point. Injuries happen or plans get off track. Now they're scrambling with a pro far. They're going with hand um, and Moustakis. Get it done sooner. You know, don't hibernate through February necessarily or be a little bit more aggressive on the market. So hopefully it's one of those where they can learn from their mistakes from last season and don't put themselves in that same position, even to start with 24 guys next year. Yeah. The Rockies had to wait six years uh, before they would finally get another vote in the National League Rookie of the Year award ballot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll get it again next year, but but here's some of the candidates. So let's talk about some of those guys if we're going to say, hey, all right, who could be the 2024 candidate? And again, Tovar and, and Doyle for how great they were this year. You go, those are really good candidates. Yep. There, there might even be some years, and hey, article article alert, if you can beat me to it, go for it. <laughs> um, are there years in which Ezekiel Tovar and or maybe not Doyle as much, but again, the glove plays up big time. Oh, yeah. But are there years in which Ezekiel Tovar would have been the National League Rookie of the Year award winner in the last 15, 20 years? Yeah. Quite possibly. Yeah. So the here are the rookies. Chris Coughlin year. <laughs> that one. Yeah, that's the one that I think we're all thinking about for sure. Mm-hmm. Guys that are still rookies for 2024 on the 40-man. Hunter Goodman, Evan Justice, Victor Vodnik. Coco Montez no longer on the on the 40-man roster, but he's mm-hmm. one of those guys you think could get hot, do some things. Uh, players who are at AA or higher who you could see maybe coming up after a month or two of uh, of – you know, really tearing things up in the minor leagues. Yankee Fernandez, Zach Veen, Jordan Beck, yep. Air Jordan. 
That guy from the thumbnail, you know? Uh, Julio <laughs> Carrera is warming Bernabel, both those guys on the 40-man. <clears throat> Case Williams, Carson Palmquist, Joe Rock. So you actually have a few decent candidates that you probably like a little bit more for 2025. But of those guys that we named, or maybe we even want to go off the board, who do you who do you think could maybe be the best candidate and uh, and and sort of be their 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 rookie of the year award candidate for 2024? Yeah. So if we're talking about like guys on the major league roster, Goodman can have some good thump. Um, it's been a fast rise, and he really has to hit his way there too. He really so, has to play. Yeah. And so that's a bit of a tall order. A reliever. I mean, honestly, you're just kind of at a disadvantage. Totally. In rookie of the year. But right. if Victor Vodnik, I don't know, a rash of injuries happen, he gets into the closers role and just goes full Craig Kimbrell on it, you know, maybe, maybe. Right. Um, you kind of have to look at those high minor league guys. And so Jordan mm. Beck right now does stand out quite a bit because he has just come straight into the system and started mashing right away. Um, so I do see a world where <laughs> Beck could take over in an outfield spot this season, maybe sooner than later, uh, force the issue and get some love. There's a perfect storm that I still kind of see where if the Rockies decide to move Brendan Rodgers, second base, he let filler happen for, you know, however long. But mm-hmm. if Adeo Amador is... He played a little bit at double A. Yeah. yeah he's on he's the 40 right now. And he's, and he's giving it some, you know, making it look easy a little bit at the higher levels. He could be up sooner than later and he could really put up some numbers. So... Um, you know, it might be a little bit of wishful thinking or a little overly ambitious with Amador, but I still keep an uh, you know I still keep an eye out on him. Yeah, I, I think there's a possibility for that. And again, this was such a uh, strange year, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, with the <clears throat> Rookie of the Year award voting because there were so many qualified guys. Yeah. that I mean, Bobby Miller in in I think it 20 starts like mm-hmm. was really good for the Dodgers. It was great. And so you go like that guy didn't get anything, you know. Yuri yeah. Perez only getting a little bit for a guy who's twenty years old. And you could say like, this guy could maybe win the Cy Young Award next mm-hmm. year. Like that wouldn't shock you. He could be there, you know. Jose Fernandez two point Yeah. Um. So like that's how good that's how good the, the the class was this year. But in another year, there might not be you know that many guys. And you know what? It'll be. I'll go ahead and say I don't think we're gonna have that happen anymore. I haven't thought about it in this context, but because of the new rules and then because of the benefits of like bringing these guys up, mm-hmm. and you're gonna get an extra draft pick if if you have a top 100 prospect. So you know both the Diamondbacks uh, and the Orioles are going to get a basically a first round pick right after the first round, even before the competitive balance round A. Yep. They're gonna get two draft picks. So now the CBA you know, encourages teams to bring those guys up and give them their opportunities sooner. They're also a little bit cheaper now. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we're going to have those seasons in which it's like, you know, there's, there's the default guy who is just there all year and, you know, maybe only had 70 RBI, but was up for all 162. Yeah. Now we, we might not see that quite as much. I think, well, I, the, it does work being incentivized for the teams. And you look at Adley Rushman, you know, um, the year before. So, um, that is working to a degree, even if it's not really favoring the players the way it's supposed to. Um, and part of it is look at some of these rebuilding teams that are finally coming to fruition. You know, it's it's those big classes. You mentioned all the different candidates that are going in there. Half of the Reds roster last year was in that conversation so too. Yeah. You know, yes. so um, it just depends on when these these crops kind of come to fruition. Um, the Diamondbacks still have a couple guys on the way with Jordan Lawler and uh, Drew Jones. You know, if Drew mm-hmm. Johnson start getting healthy, um, and you just see some of these rebuilds, and the Rockies are in that same conversation too. So, if we're seeing Bex, if we're seeing Fernandez, if we're seeing Amador, and these guys kind of start coming in a, a big wave, that creates a little bit more competition in the class. I think this year was just a little bit heavier 
um, yeah. in terms of a couple of teams getting it all at once with like Miami staff. And then you throw somebody like Cody Senga into the mix too. Um, so it's a little bit more robust some years than others, but those rebuilding teams, eventually the fruits of their labor start coming. And that's what makes a deeper pool uh, for some rookie of the year classes than others. Yeah, I think Jordan Beck could could maybe be that best candidate. And again, it could be an all or nothing where he doesn't even play yeah. in the majors next year. Uh, if he's healthy, you got to think yeah. he probably will at least debut. But for a guy who, you know, especially for the the prospect pundits, he's already was on their radar, you mm -hmm. know, coming out of the University of Tennessee <clears> and, <throat> you know, being like a top 100 guy. So if he goes out there and, and he, again, is even, you know, kind of average for a rookie, yeah. that's worth maybe a lot more. Um, for for someone who, who might have a vote. And, and again, he's got the power, so he's got those things, he's got those tools, whereas maybe being it, you know, doing things a little more subtly and in, in, in a more well-rounded way, like an Adele Amador, where you're like, oh, he's stealing bases, but is he hitting enough home runs? And okay, uh, it's it's more singles and doubles than than you know than, than the home runs. Yeah. You know, that edge goes to Jordan Beck. And you still gotta say the edge is gonna go towards Jordan Beck because of that SEC pedigree, he's probably gonna get an opportunity to advance and, and make it to the majors before Yankee Fernandez. I agree. You know, he's a little older too. <clears throat> you would think so. And that's an interesting point that gets brought up is when you look at the advanced and, you know, just the polish on some of these guys versus right. maybe a Latin player that's been working since they were a teenager. Um, that's a little bit more commonplace because right. if you think about the rookie class next year, is Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz in that conversation with Jordan Beck? You know, the SEC guys, guys exactly. right? Exactly. So they're they're kind of pushing through a little bit faster. We talked about Brady Singer briefly on Tuesday. He was somebody that just kind of got in first round pick, had about a year in there, and then mm -hmm. boom, he's big leaguer from that point on. So, um, you know, the, it, there is competition that could come for these Rockies guys um, because they're in the same boat as you know the Skeens and the Crews and those guys. But the fact that Beck and Thompson are on the radar this quickly is at least a positive sign for the Rockies and then progressing from kind of that perpetual rebuild they've been in. When it comes to competition and it comes to being successful, you got to do the little things well, and nobody does it better than kind, love, quality, integrity, consistency, variety, and safety. It's what it's all about. They've been doing it for, gosh, we're almost close to 15 years, right? Way back in 2010, they got started with some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. You actually can visit any of their uh, locations. You can go online as well, and code DNVR works for deliveries. But if you go to their Cherry Creek or North Denver store, you mention DNVR and receive a DNVR exclusive discount of 25% off all kind of flour pre-rolls, and that turbo joint line. Visit the website at kindlove.com. And again, mention DNVR for a nice discount. If you're up in Breckenridge, or even if you're not, if you want a taste of the mountains and you want a taste of the official bourbon of the Denver Broncos, make sure you check out Breckenridge Distillery. It's got a blended bourbon whiskey with a high rye mash American-style whiskey. And right now, we've got a little more time left. Not much time at all, in fact, Hashtag Broncos Bourbon. Take a photograph, your favorite Broncos photo. Post it on Instagram and Facebook. Use that hashtag Broncos Bourbon because you only got uh, like a week or so left until November is out. December 1st, they're going to narrow it down to the top 10 favorites because then they're going to go ahead and give away some some uh, some tickets, some of the whiskey sweet tickets that they've got for Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey uh, for the Broncos Chargers game, final game of the season. They're giving those away to you, so make sure you check that out over at BreckenridgeDistillery.com slash Bourbon of Denver Broncos backslash. Again, they got, we got them at the tailgates. We got them at the bar watch parties uh, right here on the corner of Colfax and York, and uh, they distribute to all 50 states, so you will not have an issue getting your Breckenridge Distillery, distillery no matter where you're at. A dark horse 
for one of the best rookies mm-hmm. on the Rockies next year. Again, so hard to do it as uh, as a relief pitcher. But Seth Seth Halverson. Now, he is a guy that could possibly be the Evan Justice of the roster, and there's probably some people maybe they tapped out late in the season or you know they, they watch a lot of Rockies games, but they still are not quite sure who Evan Justice is. Yeah, yep. He hasn't necessarily had a chance to make an impact, but he's a guy who uh, was just recently drafted and, and immediately gets that opportunity. A left-hander out of the bullpen uh, definitely showed some flashes, but Seth Halverson, despite the fact he's a right-hander, he's 6'2", 234, big dude. He's hitting 100 big on the boy. radar gun. Uh, and actually got a little uh, of an opportunity to play with Double uh, A Hartford Yard Goats this year, mm-hmm. and he is one of those fast risers. And we know the Rockies are on the lookout uh, for for relievers who could contribute. And Seth Halverson could be one of those guys. You see, uh, after just being drafted right here in 2023, could could make his debut before he's even a professional for a year. There's that possibility with this guy. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean that's. That's the benefit of throwing gas like that. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, you, you rise up really quickly and um, a little bit of an injury history. So you're kind of just hoping that he holds up. And I think that's the big thing he has to show because it's limited with just 13 and a third innings, but it was 13 and a third, very impressive innings. Yeah. And he kind of was rightfully elevated very quickly through the Rocky system. Um, you know, we also kind of saw two, uh, two additions to the 40 man that have been guys that have been on the radar a little bit, and Juan Mejia and Angel Chevelli. So, you know, there's there's a few candidates in there, and the Rockies are starting to get a little bit more diversity in that bullpen and yeah. really starting to lean into some harder-throwing guys. So um, there's a couple of candidates, and you can't always say that in years past. Yeah, it's it's nice that they're they're again they're giving these guys <clears throat> some of those opportunities there uh, in in a big way. I, I I got a question, and I'm and Kale, I want you to get in on this too. If you're Dick Monfort. Where are you hoping Shohei Otani signs? Because if he signs with the American League, he comes to your ballpark once every two years. If he signs with, say, the Cubs or the Mets, you get him twice every two years, right? Every year, twice every two years. But if he signs with somebody like the Dodgers or the Giants, Mm -hmm. you get him in two different series every year. You get him four times. So four times as many bites at the Otani apple if he stays in the NOS or goes to the NOS versus... Mm -hmm going over to the American League. If you're Dick Monfort, do you want him signing with the Dodgers? Do you want it to just be in the National League? Kale, open it up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this, this You are Dick Monfort tricky. here. Come on, I, Dick. What I'm do you think? Dick Monfort. If I'm Dick Monfort, I want him to sign in division. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want I that money. that I Bring say because like, he's going yep. like, to pack the ballpark every time he plays here. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like as he did that, like I, I I refused. I was boycotting the Rockies last year, and I still went to the Angels series just to watch. <laughs> he accidentally, I, oops, I went to the Because like, are you how many how many times do you get to see so- Shohei? How many That's times right. do you like, get to see the Rockies give up twenty five runs in a game? Exactly. Too. Like it's mm-hmm. so it's so unique of a pro. He's so unique of a player that like he is the draw himself. Yeah. In a way that n- almost nobody ever has been. And so, like, he wants the money. He wants to pack that ballpark as you much as money. possible. You, because you're Dick Monfort. I, as Dick Monfort, want that. If I were a different owner who cared more <laughs> about things like, I don't know, competitive balance, I would hope he signs as far away from my club as possible. Yeah. Interesting. All right, Kenneth. So uh, You got your Dick Monfort yeah. cap on. It looks like an abs cap, but it's actually a Dick Monfort cap. What do you want? You know, I, I, I believe that my best way of getting more money is reaching the postseason. 
And that means a less competition, or the less competition, the better. So I want Otani going off and signing with, you know, as as little of a draw American League team as he can get. So that way when, I don't know, the Tigers do roll into town, we're filling up for the Tigers. But otherwise, he's not in the National League, so that means we can make the playoffs or have a better chance of making the playoffs and that's where I get more money out of it. It almost sounds like you're you're saying two things here. Not 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 opposite, yeah. but okay. So American League, you basically want right, mm-hmm. but you also want it to be a middle to smaller market because no one's. Well, I was going to say no one's showing up for the A's, but that kind of isn't the case. They're sure. show, if it's a weekend game, yeah, you want them to you want them to basically sign with a team that only plays Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays yeah. in April. Yeah, and all, my, all my Wednesday day games, Otani <laughs> can be on that American League club. So and so, unless you control the the schedule, unless you control the guy who makes the calendar, I am Dick Monfort. You might, I, I, I might, you might try, be able to do I that. I can hire a guy for that. Yeah, that, that it's just an interesting. It's a question. Like, what does I, I? In a weird way, like I think so, Kale. I think your argument is right about like, looking at it from mm-hmm. financially. But that being said, the finances aren't bad to begin with. So I do sort of think he's like, well, just stay out of my division, so that. You know, so so again, do you make more money on? We can play five hundred ball. <laughs> yeah, do you make more money on six games of Otani being in town, or do you make more money being a playoff team and receiving playoff revenue? Uh, yeah, but I, I don't think line. those two things are necessarily exclusive. It's, no, they're it's not hard. exclusive necessarily. Yeah. But if you're making the choice between the two, you want the playoff money probably, and you're getting more fans to the park consistently. Do you have to host uh, a game? Yeah, they, <laughs> they've done that before. They didn't do well. But <laughs> how many in the last decade have they hosted a Coors Field? <laughs> One. 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 Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say like. <laughs> Getting in on a wild card and getting bounced immediately is yeah. not, not the same revenue no. as but in his, playing eight games a year. In my Dick Monfort mind, that's a win. The mind that, of Monfort. That's a win. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I I don't know what this uh what this guy thinks. I think it's uh it's pretty cool with uh, everything that's happening in baseball united. I'll be mm-hmm. tuning in tonight, Friday, November twenty fourth. Uh, it's in Dubai. Uh, former guest of the show, buddy, uh, Sean Spradlin. No, he's nice. there. Yeah, he's uh, awesome. he's down there. Uh, they got their All Star Showcase weekend for this uh, brand new league with four teams. So they're kind of rolling it all out. We'll get a chance to see what that looks like. So uh, that's pretty neat. Make sure you're you're following him on Twitter. So uh, baseball cool. United. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty neat. No, it's exciting. And I mean, this is the perfect time of year to be kind of seeing something new with that, with baseball being in hibernation right now until the off season or the hot stove really kicks off. So. Yeah, yeah, exciting. And while you have that up on one screen, make sure you go over to dnvrlocker.com. We've got the huge sale. It starts today. It ends on Monday. Get it done now. You have no idea what the weekend is going to bring, so you might as well get that done now. Also, because some of the stuff sell, sells out, right? We're like, hey, you know what? We're trying to make some new room uh, in our storage closet, so let's let's get rid of this stuff. It's priced to sell, and it will sell. It'll sell quickly, so make sure you move quickly on that locker. Dot com the big sale it ends on Monday. Rockies uh, speaking of international they don't move much in uh, in in that market. You know Jose Abreu out of Cuba. Mm-hmm. You know that nearly <clears throat> happened. Their last Japanese born player was Kaz Matsui in, in two thousand seven. Last one from Asia, South Korean born uh, Sung Wan Oh in, in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. But other than that, you know they're they're not tapping into that market. I think it probably makes sense why Yoshinobu Yamamoto is probably not on the uh, yeah. off-season to-do list. He was posted uh, earlier in the week, but I mean he's pretty much the best pitcher that's come over to America. You know, not named Shohei Otani. 
Yeah. Dude, dude's a force. And what, he's 25 years old? Yeah. No, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a very pre-made product, pre-assembled. Um, and there's those numbers being thrown around of eight by 200 million kind of thing. Legit. So, yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's, that's the deep end of the pool for sure. And you can understand how a lot of other teams are higher on that list than maybe the Rockies would be. Maybe more affordable, but still, again, is this guy's agent going to be interested in, in having his client pitch in, in Denver? Shota Iminaga, uh, who pitched in the uh, WBC mm-hmm. final, actually, this yep. past year in that, that gold medal game, 266 ERA uh, with Yokohama this this past year. And, you know, really has been one of the best pitchers in Japan since he started in 2016. He's a little older. He's 30, but that's how old Kodai Sengo was. So, and, yeah. and didn't have any issues. Yeah. No, I mean, th- with this experience, again, with these guys coming over and, and having the success and the track r- record that they do, it's kind of an instant addition for a lot of contending teams. And that's how uh, Cody Sengo was supposed to be for the Mets last year, but the Mets just went full Mets on it. So yeah. <laughs> you think, you think a higher contender or a higher caliber of team at this point would probably be winning the bidding wars for somebody like that. Yeah. Maybe if they go to the reliever route, mm-hmm. uh, Yuki Matsui, 28-year-old reliever, uh, one of the best uh, that, that Japan has has produced in a while, 30-plus saves <clears throat> in six different seasons with the uh, Golden Eagles over there. Great strikeout-to-walk ratio, which you know is a good indicator of uh, of having a lot of success. Only Jordan Hicks is a younger reliever in this free agent class than Yuki Matsui. So he is uh, an interesting guy out there. And there's zero compensation for signing him. So he's a, he's a true free agent. You don't have to you know, pay any of that additional money that like Yamamoto is going to get for the with the posting fee and whatnot. Yeah. And so when you're looking at the Rockies and, and a more suitable fit, I think this is where we start talking with Matsui. Um, because, hey, you're looking at one more year of Bard. You know, and then it's probably yeah. moving on one way or the other with it. You have a couple of inexperienced relievers in there, and you might be looking at Justin Lawrence as the closer. Mm-hmm. You might it might be a little up in the air right now. If you feel that you can get a back end staple right away and be able to sign him without maybe the prior knowledge that some other teams have or the track record at a bit of a discount, that feels a lot more up the Rockies alley. Yeah, and, and a lot of the <clears> Japanese <throat> relievers they usually don't get a lot of money, whereas the starters mm-hmm. do. It just yeah, maybe a market inefficiency uh, to a degree. Yariel Rodriguez is another guy that I, if I were Dick Monfort, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I would probably just stay away from this guy just because I think his track record is is not what those other guys are. Mm-hmm. Didn't even play at all last year to kind of get himself ready. And I think that's a concern. Like, can a guy really hold up to the the marathon, the, to the slog mm-hmm. that is the 162-game season? Uh, to play with Cuba in this, this last year's World Baseball Classic, but... Um, I think there's a little bit more more volatility in what he'll be able to do. 27 years old, uh, but still, that's I think there's a lot of risk in him, a lot more so than the uh, the three guys we just mentioned. Yeah, and <clears throat> what comes to mind right away with uh, Rodriguez and talking about that time missed is Julian Fernandez. Yeah, you know, it, it's one okay. of those where you see the potential, you see the talent, but you also see what the drawbacks are of not being able to develop over time with it. And so I think that that's enough of a red flag to maybe um, be a little more cautious. Now, that said, if you're able to lock them up super cheap and take that risk on it, I don't know, two by, you know, $8 million, two years, yeah, maybe then it's worth taking a flyer on. But you're not trying to break the bank for somebody um, that probably doesn't have the sustainability you're looking for. Are you already wear the Dick Monfort hat? Wear the Yariel Rodriguez agent cap. <laughs> okay. Are you sending your guy to Denver? No. Okay. I mean, I'm sending my guy wherever the most money is being offered. And Are you? Yeah. So, well, 
even for one more million dollars, you would you would send a guy to Colorado because that's I think that's also part of the whole equation of mm-hmm. bringing guys here is that more money doesn't necessarily mean it's a better deal because you could you could take you know several million less not not a ton right sure. we, like Aaron Nola you know uh, it, it was reported. Uh, earlier in the week before he signed mm-hmm. with uh, the Phillies and going back there, he left more money on the table. It's different. He's getting paid, so that's whatever. But if you're yeah. a guy that's like, well, look, I'm only going to sign a two-year deal anyway. I, I still think I can make more money in the, in that third year. Where do I have an increased likelihood of maybe having more success? Mm-hmm. You can make that argument that you're going to take less money now but make more money going forward. That's another one of those hurdles that I think the Rockies have to deal with when it comes with pitchers. I agree. And I think that that $1 million is kind of inconsequential. And so, yes, there's a technicality in that, but you also have to think that you want your guy to go to a spot where there's more opportunity. That's true too. And so if the Dodgers are offering 1 million less, but the Dodgers have an absolute stable of horses for a bullpen. Now you have almost too much competition and you're making one million dollars less and kind of being shuttled back and forth between triple a and maybe the big league club um too often so opportunity is part of consideration too and the rockies do offer opportunity <laughs> they do yes uh non-roster invites please yep. uh, you, you hope to, to open up your mailbox and you get one of those <laughs> uh, like spam. final guy we're talking about not a uh, not a pitcher Jung Hoo Lee, 25, uh, mm-hmm. KBO League MVP in 2022, hit 429 for Team Korea, 900 OPS in seven seasons uh, in, in the KBO, above average defender in center field. He could end up being one of the top five paid position players this offseason, believe it or not. Yeah, and I think that there's, there's finally starting to be a better turn in um, – Asian players coming over, position players in particular, too. So you, Suzuki kind of took a while to get healthy with Chicago, but he had a bit of a breakout year last year, and he's starting to show um, mm-hmm. some of that potential he has. Um, then you also have Yoshida with uh, the Red Sox, who was a little slow to start out yep, with. Yeah, took a, took a minute. But he ended up turning into one of the better Red Sox position players throughout. Um, Lee, man, Lee has shown some impressive stats and a lot of mm-hmm. ability overseas. And so I think it's one where teams are finally starting to trust the position players and the hitters True. that are coming over. Um, and Lee, I mean, he could set a new precedent too. He could keep raising that bar. So, um, if I'm the Rockies, I'm kind of committed to Brenton Doyle in center field. Sure. You know, it, it's never bad if you think about it in a vacuum of, okay, if I'm able to add an instant upgrade in Lee, Maybe I can turn around and flip Doyle or something yeah. like that and reinforce other parts of the roster. Do we really trust the Rockies to be thinking that far ahead and playing 40 chess like that? No. But for a major league club, you know, getting center fielders are hard. A lot of teams aren't very solid in center field. No. And so he would offer a, a big upgrade. And like I said, the the belief in Asian hitters is has increased. That's the frustrating part is and one of the reasons why you have to do all of the little things well. Because if you leave one area exposed, that that's an opportunity that you've missed out. As you said, all right, if if you're in on the Jung-Hoo Lee market, which I don't expect the Rockies to be at all, as we said, um, there hasn't been a lot of Asian-born players on the roster in the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. One they acquired on the trade. Uh, we just said at the top of the show, Sung Wano, and then Kaz Matsu in 2007. That's it. Yeah. Um, They've only ever signed one, Shin Wei Sao. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and that's it. Like, that is the list. So, obviously, they don't like to dip their their toes in that pool. And when you when you take that, you know, tool out of, out of your toolbox there, then you go, ah, now we can't maybe get a creative trade to Brent Doyle. And I get it. If you're a Brent Doyle fan, you don't want that to happen. I don't sure. think anyone actually Nothing really against wants... Doyle. Yeah, no, no one actually really wants something like that to happen. Nevertheless, <clears throat> you are operating at a, at a slight disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the reasons why the Dodgers are great at what they do. They take advantage of every 
little thing. Take advantage of Kenneth's free content over at Purple Row and over on Twitter at KW1988. You, do you know what you're working on for Monday, Monday yet? I, I got a couple of ideas in the hopper. A couple of irons we'll, in the we'll, fire. We'll see what ends up coming out. All right. Well, whatever it is, it's always great. Make sure you check that out. Uh, we're we're always great with our content. We feel like on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D. Lyons is where I could be located. And at Kale Sorbo, two L's, two O's also, and then one RB blend. Just one RB blend in Kale Sorbo. Feels like there should be more. There's not. Uh, but there's more shows next week coming back uh, because despite the momentum that we've built here on this baseball podcast, we say a certain thing when it comes to baseball podcasts. It's that your momentum is only as good as your next show. So tune in on Monday right here, live on the DMVR Sports Channel on YouTube. We all silly like the mayor. 